my first podcast in 2022. How exciting. I'm excited. Hopefully I can keep this going. I sometimes have a habit of starting something and being really eager to start. And then something else comes up and, you know, I just lose motivation. Let's just say that. I think we can all agree that sometimes it's really hard to stay motivated, but 2022, here we go. I'm not super huge on new year's resolutions. Um, I like to set goals, small goals, usually weekly, monthly goals that are sustainable. They're realistic within the time frame. They're measurable. So I know exactly like, okay, if I want to journal so many days a week, what does that look like? So not huge on New Year's resolutions, but I do like thinking about where I was this time last year and how much I've grown and changed and how many challenges presented themselves in the last year and how I got through those challenges. That's really cool to see. And so I like looking forward to next year and thinking about things that I want to get out of this year. And I think for me, the main thing is to be more mindful and present. That's what I'm hoping to work on. I have a really bad tendency of, let's just say I'm I'm with my boyfriend or I'm with family or I'm even by myself. Sometimes it's really hard to be in the present moment and enjoy where I am in that moment. I might have my mind on other things. I might be stressed about something. I might be looking back at something, look, looking forward to something. And it has just, in the past year, I would say, has taken a lot from me. The fact that I haven't been as mindful and just thankful for where I am right now in my life. So that's my, I don't know if I want to say goal, but that's what I hope to get out of 2022 and really work on. I'm going to keep it nice and broad. So I have the whole year to kind of decide what that really means to me. Anywho, I'm going to start off with the question that I know I asked Zach last episode. What gives you energy? What gives me energy? So right now at the moment... I would say it's the food I've been eating, which sounds maybe a little weird, um, but I just got back from winter break. I went home. I went to Florida on vacation. So, you know, my schedule was a little wonky with eating and I was eating a lot of different types of foods, which were all super good, um, especially being on vacation. And then I got back from vacation and I worked almost every day. So it was like a weird schedule. I would have like a light breakfast in the morning. I go to work for majority of the day and then I get food at work. So that's really nice. So I wasn't have, I didn't have to grocery shop as much. So I had like no food in my house for most of break. So some nights I was like, shoot, um, peanut butter and jelly, or I guess I have to grab something just wasn't the best planning going on. So now that the semester started, I was like, you need to go to the store. You need to stock up on good food, 
Um, I was not eating probably enough fruits and vegetables. So I have been challenging myself to try some different recipes and some new food. And that's been really fun because I, my sister got me a cookbook for Christmas. So I've been messing with some of those recipes and I'm realizing there's so like with the ingredients I have in my kitchen, there's so much I can make that I didn't even know that's great for you and still flavorful and stuff that I enjoy eating. Some of it does take a little bit more time, but I've noticed that cooking is one of my only times throughout the day to really settle down and just like be in the present moment. So I would say that's been giving me energy lately. I feel great. I'm cooking different types of foods. I'm trying new vegetables and I feel really good about my eating right now. Um, I know I'm going to cover it some in this episode and I've covered it before if you know me. Oh, and by the way, if this is your first time listening, hi, (laughs) my name is Emily. I am a dietetic student at the University of Cincinnati, and I'm just using this platform to redefine what health means, whether that is physical, mental health, uh, with your relationships, and just talking about some of my struggles along the way. So welcome if you are a first time listener. Um, You can always follow my Instagram account at Energy with Emily. I post almost every day on there. Um, a lot of the stuff that I talk about on this podcast. What was I saying? I have had disordered eating habits. They started about two-ish years ago when the pandemic first started when I went home. And recently, I have been really just setting hard goals with my eating and forcing me to get out of my comfort zone a little bit more. So I am not counting my calories. It's so freeing. I'm eating different foods. I'm not getting anxious about them. I'm putting all that oil in my vegetables. They taste so good. Uh, Just the little things that are adding up. So right now, food is giving me energy, which it should. So after the holidays, I'm back in school. We're kind of winding back up again. Um, I'm ready to get into a routine. And it's been a little weird this first week. I hate the start of classes for some reason. It just always scares me. Like, I think I'm not going to do well in my classes and then it always ends up fine. But I do get a little bit anal about my schedule and my routine. So it has been hard the past two-ish days. Um, And I've been meeting a lot more people in my classes and everybody's back on campus. So I've been hanging out with friends more. I'm actually going to hot yoga tonight with some friends. So we'll see how that goes. I'm kind of nervous. I've been hydrating throughout the day um, because I don't want to pass out in the middle of class because I think it's like 125 degrees in there. So that should be really interesting. But yeah, I'm, I'm ready to get back into my routine. So if this is you, if you're feeling like you're out of a routine, don't worry. It's just a moment in time. It will pass, and I'm sure you will find a routine soon enough. Also, take the time to be grateful for the moments where maybe you're not in a routine Um, because I think that it's always good to have a break as well. So this episode, I'm going to be talking about my period. So I lost my period two years ago, right when everything happened with COVID. We were sent home. I got off my birth control and 
I started prioritizing my health, prioritizing my health in quotes. I would say, I don't know how well I was prioritizing my health. I started working out a lot, which was good. And I started, you know, trying to eat more nutritional foods, like increase my fruit and vegetable intake. But overall, my main goal was to lose weight because I was not happy with the way I looked. And I thought, okay, well, if I lost weight, maybe I would love myself a little bit more, which is not true. So basically what happened was I was eating very little. And again, I'm not going to say how many calories I was eating just because it could be a trigger warning for certain people, but it was not the, not even close to the minimum amount of calories I should have been eating because I'm learning in my classes now, you know, what is appropriate for young girls or women in, in my age group. And I look back and I just am like, Emily, why did you do that to yourself? So I was working out like six to seven days a week because of COVID gyms are closed. So I worked out in my basement. I did a lot of orange theory again, eating very little, just putting a lot of stress on my body. And I lost weight fast. I lost 20 pounds really fast. Um, to me, it didn't seem like it was fast at all, but looking back, I was like, yep, that's a lot. So my body was under a lot of stress and all of a sudden I had been, you know, I had went from the size that I always was to now 20 pounds later. And I was just getting off birth control and I was going through a breakup and I was at home and a lot was going on. So I lost my period and I didn't have it for seven months. And that has never happened to me. I've always had regular periods. Even when I was on birth control, I had regular periods. So I thought, okay, well, it's it's just from the birth control, right? So I went to the gynecologist and I love her to death. She is amazing, but I kind of saw this coming. She basically told me that, hey, let's get you back on a progesterone pill or she called it the progesterone challenge. So basically it was supposed to, I'm not hundred percent sure on this, but it was supposed to give me a period. I'm not sure if it was a real period or not. I'm assuming it's not a real period. And that action of having a fake period will kind of get my body in the groove of having a real period. So it's kind of like prepping your body and telling your body, okay, let's, let's go, let's do this on your own. Um, so I immediately was like, no. One, because I did not have the best experiences with birth control the first round. And the last thing I wanted to do was get in, get on another pill or have another hormone that's in my body that my body is not producing itself. Like I just didn't want anything going on there. Also, I had begun, to, I began to read books and I began to look at dietitians websites and Instagram accounts who specifically were in the field of, you know, amenorrhea, which is losing your period or eating disorders or um, like fertility issues. All of those dietitians, their main theme was like, okay, getting your period back. How can we get your period back without getting back on the pill? Like there are ways to get your period back without getting back on the pill. And me, because I had such a bad experience with birth control, now I'm very like against curls when they say, oh, I'm gonna get my period back like 
with this progesterone pill. I'm like, no, no, no. You realize you can do it with food. You can do it with rest. You can, your body has done it before, so it can do it again on its own. So I was really a firm believer, just learning what I have learned about food and how food is medicine for your body. I knew that there was a better way to do it. So I was just like, no, I'm going to see if I can try to get on, get my period back without the pill and challenge myself to that. And she was like, okay, like I totally respect that decision. You don't have to do it. And that's exactly what I did. I got my period back, probably took me three-ish months, two or three-ish months after we met to get my period back. Everybody's going to be different. Obviously, if you haven't had your period for eight, nine, 10 years, it might take you longer to get it back, which yes, some girls do not have their period for eight, nine, 10 years. And for me at the beginning, I was like, wow, this is great. I don't have my period. But then it kind of became an embarrassing thing for me. Or I was like, I don't have my period, but all my friends have their periods. They're like, you're supposed to have a period as a girl. So I almost felt like my feminine tendencies were not there. Like I almost didn't feel like a girl because I didn't have my period. And that really upset me. It also upset me knowing what I know about amenorrhea and eating and not having your period and the effect that that has on your body. I was kind of scared because I was like, this is not natural. So something must be going on. So many doctors, gynecologists will say it's normal to not have your period. I don't know enough research on that, but I'm assuming it's probably not normal. And for me, I I wanted my period back just so I could feel confident that everything was working the way it was supposed to work in there. And all my hormones were balanced, especially after getting off birth control. So if this is you, if this is something you're struggling with, maybe go in and see your gynecologist, see what the options are, see what they say. I had some hormone testing done. So they took my blood levels and everything for the most part was normal. I think my estrogen and progesterone levels were normal, which is kind of surprising, but that is always an option for you as well, because there might be another issue going on in in there somewhere. So definitely see your gynecologist, see what they have to say about this. But I do have some tips that helped me. And from the research I've done, from the dietitians I follow, and even from my classes, I've learned some more information about how females can get their period back without birth control. My first tip, you have to eat more. And I know that this can be a really scary thing because this is I mean, this is just how things are nowadays, I feel like, with body image and social media. It's like everybody is striving to be smaller. So the thought of eating more is terrifying, and that's exactly how I felt. But I can tell you that if you are eating so little to fit into a body size, and if you don't have your period to fit into a body size, you are not meant to be that size, period. So I think... First, there needs to be some work on that end with, you know, reevaluating your body and how you feel in it and being more body positive towards it. Also, following accounts that make you feel good as well. And maybe following accounts that don't, 
you know, post, oh, this is how many calories I eat in a day to lose weight, all that good stuff. Well, bad stuff, I should say. So eating more, I think I push my calories up to pretty, pretty high. And I'm still around those calories. And you know, what's crazy is that I have gained weight, but I've also gained muscle. I've also gained confidence. I've also gained my period back. And I've been able to maintain the way I'm at eating probably twice as much as what I was eating before. I can remember one night I was sitting in my bed and my mom came in and this was when I had lost the weight. I hadn't had my period. I was eating very little. And she was just like, what is going on with you? She was like, I see that you don't eat that much at dinner. You're not eating throughout the day. I see that you're extremely moody. Um, she, she was even like, you've lost weight. You're becoming obsessive. I see you, you know, body checking in the mirror. What's going on? And I told her, I told my mom like what I was doing. And she was like, you're, you need to eat more. And she was like, she's very nice about it. And my mom is the best. And like, I can tell her anything. And she was just like, I want you to slowly start increasing your calories and just see how it makes you feel and trust the process and start eating more. So I I started eating more and that was the main kick in the butt I think that I needed. But yeah, it, it just made me feel so much better all the way around. I was sleeping at night. My moods were more regulated. Um, I had more energy for my workouts. I wasn't obsessing over food as much. So that's the main thing. Eat enough food. If you're not eating enough, your body recognizes that. And we'll be like, we're not having a period. (laughs) Like we don't have enough energy to do this because you're going into survival mode basically. And your body is conserving that energy because it thinks that something's going on and it needs to save that energy to keep you alive. So just think about that if you don't have your period and if you, you know, have been dieting or you're eating very little. Second step or tip I would say is reconsider your birth control. If this is not an issue to you, that's totally okay. It's your choice. But, you know, maybe if you've been on birth control for a while, or you're using the pill to get your period back, or if you've been on birth control and you don't have a period or you have a really heavy period, maybe just reconsider um, your birth control and get that switched or just stop taking it altogether. That's what I did. And it has worked perfectly fine for me, just not being on birth control. Three, rest. This is probably one of the most important ones. It's up there with eating more, but rest is really important. So like I said, I was doing high intensity cardio training for probably six to seven days, like just cardio. And it was having a major toll on my body. So what I did was I just decreased it to light walks in the morning and at night. I would do like two or three workouts a week, but the gym started opening up around that time. So I was able to get into the gym and do some lightweight training. So that's going to be less impact on your body um, and not be as intense on your body. So decreasing the amount of times you're exercising, this is very common for you know, female athletes to lose their periods. I'm sure if you looked at the number of Olympians that don't have their period, like that number will probably be very high just because they're so active. So I would say rest, make sure you're sleeping 
getting that recovery in and giving your body a break. Four, eat more healthy fats. Try to incorporate more fat into your diet. And I know you're probably thinking fat, what? As most of you probably are, but we need fats in our body. So things like salad dressing, olive oil, avocado, nuts and seeds, peanut butter, they may be more calorically dense, but they are very important for the production of hormones, especially the sex hormones. So estrogen and progesterone, which are going to help regulate your period. When I went to the doctor, she told me that our hormones for sex, like our sex hormones, so estrogen and progesterone are stored in adipose tissue, which is fat tissue. So this makes sense that when I lost 20 pounds, I also lost fat. I'm sure I lost muscle, but because I lost all of that fat, that's probably why I lost my period because most of my sex hormones were stored in my fat. So with the loss of fat comes a loss of, you know, certain sex hormones. So increasing your fat will help add calories to meals. It's going to help you feel full. It's going to give that satisfaction factor in your meals. And it's also going to help for more hormone production, which could lead to getting your period back. Also regulating moods as well. That's a big one. My last tip, and this is a tip for all y'all. You don't, even if you have your period, I think this is important, but managing your stress levels. So stress has a huge impact on the body um, from recovery to, you know, your metabolism, to the amount of food you're eating, to your moods, um, to the sleep you're getting. So managing your stress will also help your body kind of wind down, relax, and give it some time to do what it needs to do when it's not being stressed out 24-7. This could be like self-care, journaling, lighting candles, painting your nails, taking a bath, reading, going for a walk, anything that distresses you is going to be really important, especially when you're getting your your period back because, you know, those cortisol levels are going to rise and impact the secretion of other hormones in the body. Those are my five tips. Now, I'm sure that there are other things I did to get my period back, but I mean, it probably fits in one of those categories. And I can't really remember exactly, but those things helped me and I was able to get my period back on my own. And since then, I have stuck with those habits and I've had a normal period every month since then. So that's been really exciting to me. And it's something that is really important to me to make sure that my hormone levels are regulated for the most part and i'm able to sleep better at night i have more food freedom i have exercise freedom and i'm not killing myself with cardio i only do weights right now so that's less impact on my body and i'm also trying to make time for me as well so you know being with friends or my boyfriend or having an alone night that's going to help to lower my stress levels If this is something you're dealing with, again, I would say try these things, but also get help for it. 
especially if it is worrying you and it's something that you want to fix, there may be other nutrition or hormonal issues related to that as well. So seeing a physician will be able to kind of help you figure out what it is that's going on. So that was my little mini episode for today. I hope you guys got something out of that and enjoyed listening to my story. Although it was a struggle at the time, I did learn a lot through it. I've learned a lot through my classes and I'm thankful for that. And I'm here today because I made those changes and I started eating more and respecting my hunger and my body. And I think that that, that's a part of your health and we're redefining health again. Like I said, it's not just body size or how little we can eat, but how much we can eat and how exercise makes us feel good and how we can respect our bodies and ensure that everything's working okay. Next episode, I am hoping to have a guest on, a special guest on. So stay tuned for that. It'll probably be dropping in the next one to two weeks every Tuesday. Again, if this was your first time, thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you listen again.